This is Stories from the Storm, a series of oral histories on Hurricane Harvey from Houston Public Media and the Houston Flood Museum. Today, Jonathan Beitler and Melissa Lee. Immediately after the flooding, individuals came together to gather and distribute food and supplies. Jonathan Beitler and the Midtown Kitchen Collective in Houston worked with Melissa Lee in Beaumont to deliver meals to displaced people, responders, and the National Guard throughout Southeast Texas. The experience changed them for good. I'm Jonathan Beitler. And I'm Melissa Lee. Melissa, you and I um, were connected through phone um, and spoke for a lot of hours during the aftermath of Harvey. And this is the first time we are meeting in person. And it's awesome. Yeah. So I have a friend from culinary school that contacted me and said there's a group of chefs in Houston that have 2,000 servings of food, I think it was that day, Mm -hmm. that they're trying to get to Southeast Texas. Can you help get it distributed? Yeah, I'll do what I can. I had no idea at the time, but I knew it was needed. We very quickly found out, I think the first day, that firefighters, policemen were snacking on little bags of Chex Mix and stuff like that. And they were the ones that were going out in chest deep water to make rescues for 12 hours at a time. That wasn't going to work. Yeah. So when we made our first delivery out there to the Civic Center, I don't know how many firefighters were out there. I mean, I'm glad I didn't actually see any. I would have cried. I mean, they were (laughs) so appreciative. I had a couple of the chiefs call me and just thank you so much. That food was so good. Not only did it feel good to eat a warm meal, but it was good. (laughs) (laughs) So that that was awesome because if they are not taken care of and if they're not fed, how are they going to take care of everybody else? Exactly. So y'all totally took care of a whole group. Well, and it was because of your efforts too. Like you guided us into where to where where it needed to go. We we were kind of working blindly from yeah. from here, from Midtown in Houston, and and being able to have a contact out there that knew, um, like on the ground, that knew what was happening, where things needed to go, and where not to go too. You know, that was that was super important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the need was there, and I think it and everyone, especially for like the National Guard pulling into the. Yeah. mall parking lot where they're staying in tents and cots and they're putting out these pans on a cot and you know well do you have cutlery well no we don't but oh it's okay it's no big deal don't worry about it they were just appreciative to yeah. have real food for once and then weren't you telling me that like they hadn't seen fresh fruit in a yes. week or something did i text you bring more send more yeah, fruit i mean they fruit. were they were tossing the football back and forth when i got there <laughs> and so i i don't remember i think y'all had beef stew that day with a big pan of rice and some kind of chicken thing and then the fruit when i that fruit for them they were <laughs> That's right on so top good. of it yeah so. okay what's it like there now uh, there's still, there's a lot of houses that are completely gutted still. Yeah. Um, the Texas Department of Transportation is doing their last round of debris pickup today oh, I can't believe in still North doing Beaumont that. Wow. and Bevel Oaks. So there's still, I mean, it's going to be a long time, if not for the lack of contractors, lack yeah. of product. Just, and funds. And funds. I yeah. mean, you've got so many thousands of people that had six or eight feet of water in their house, you know, it's going to take a long time. So um, there's a lot of it that's been rebuilt. I mean, it's not completely 
in shambles, but you definitely can drive around and you can see the effects of it. I feel like there's there's definitely places here that are still like that, that people are still rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Probably not as dramatic anymore than, yeah. it, than it was. Yeah. A lot of people were able to get their work done, but um, I was just had a luncheon before I came here and we, it was kind of all about what impact Harvey had on economy and the oh, way really? people were viewing stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's been a ch- it's changed every mm-hmm. kind of way that we all see the future of Houston yeah. and the region. It's so interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting, too, that, like, I feel so much more closely connected to, you know, to your area of the state mm-hmm. than I think I would have ever had before yeah. this. I think when you realize that the impact of a disaster like that can be more than just it's what's in your front yard, you know, mm-hmm. that it, it stretches out and that and that we could pull together as a as a community to help each other is kind of fascinating to me. And I think really quickly... That's what we in Southeast Texas figured out, and it kind of kept us from sinking in all this mess. I mean, literally, literally and figured it, you yeah. know, I mean, it just, you didn't even, people you didn't even know would just walk up. I heard stories of, you know, hey, do you need help, you know, get in your house? And people would just come in rubber boots and gloves and masks yeah. and just get to it because the the need was so great. So, you know, for for you guys here in Houston to come and help us. I mean, if you don't have a good meal, you cannot keep going. I, I agree. But everyone's looking for things for some way to help, you know? Yes. And yeah. so if their way is to, you know, donate money or to donate peanut butter, then that's, that's, and that's what, what they, they did. did. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone had that, that need. I just had ACL replacement surgery. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go help anybody in their house and, you know, couldn't do any kind of much physical movement. And, you know, so I thought I've got to do some, I, I feel like I need to help, right. you know? And then not two days later, my friend from culinary school messaged me, Hey, there's this group of chefs. Can, do you have any contacts that you could send over to him? And I was like, Oh, I just, it felt so good because <laughs> uh, I didn't know how far it was going to go at that point. Yeah. But um, I thought, yes, this is about food. This is what I'm all about feeding people. And, and it just definitely is going to sound kind of crazy, but one of the coolest experiences in my life. I'll agree. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> I mean, no, it doesn't sound crazy at all. I think there's things that we, that happen in our lives that change the way that we think and mm-hmm. end up defining what our character is. And certainly I noticed it not only with myself, but with so many of my friends and people that, that I end up working with, like our group has become so close because not only did we spend 24 hours a day for 12 days together in this one room, but we um, all realized that we value this type of community support and, Mm -hmm. and utilizing your own personal resources, whether that's just time which, mm-hmm. which it was for us and our brains, I guess, mm-hmm. um, to uh, to help to help our neighbors. You know, like yeah. we that was our common thread, and you saw, I think you saw that all over the city, all over the region. Um, yeah, it was really cool. The level of patience that everybody showed was yeah. incredible. I mean, <laughs> we didn't have to wait long. You, y'all usually had trucks on the way. It seemed yeah. like yeah, so we tried with extra stuff. So if I happened to call at the last minute for 750 servings or whatever then you know <laughs> i mean man we did what we could we we really you know pulled together a lot of awesome people and businesses and i think at one point i got a call from a dude 
up in Conroe who said, hey, uh, a senator just dropped off like all of the bacon and sausage you could ever imagine. Come send a, car, send a truck up here to pick it up. And we just filled up a truck and it was probably like a, like a ton literally a ton of, <laughs> of wow. product. People were just giving it all out, you know, um, mm. which was, which was cool. So you guys got a lot of that bacon down there. <laughs> hey, it, it went to good use. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, like I said, I think it's, uh, it's certainly changed the way that I like do business in my daily life too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things where I look for that characteristic in, uh, in people now mm-hmm. more than I probably did before that kind of giving spirit, mm-hmm. ge- that generosity, yeah. um, that if they don't have that, then it's kind of, you know, a turn off and a, yeah. like a, you know, see you later type thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people, I mean, there was a lot of help and just compassion for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was insane. I've never seen anything really like it. We fed the National Guard till they were able to move out onto the. They were headed to Florida. And just think about the amount of like good that that did, being able to you know give them the ability to sustain themselves mm-hmm. and help rescue Thousands. countless people. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's all because y'all thought, okay, this is a group of people that if we don't feed them, yeah. They're not going to have the... That was you. I mean, you, I trusted you um, because our phone conversations were so positive and so good. And you just yeah. sounded like this just like happy, like put together person on the phone. It's hey, so nice to meet thanks. you and see that you are yeah. also happy oh. and put together. <laughs> but <laughs> like, but you know, it wasn't like talking to... I didn't feel like I was talking to a stranger. Yeah. You know? Oh, immediately was, we hit it off. Yeah. Like, you know, I knew that you were organized over here. I could just tell on the phone. It's the weirdest thing. I, you know, you, you, there was never any question. Yeah. Nothing ever got messed up. You were always there. Your driver was there when you told me they were going to be there. And, you know, we stayed in contact. And so, you know, that's that reassurance that I think I needed to know that I'm going to promise these people and I'm going to give my name to this sergeant and let him know for sure. Exactly. You have a thousand servings coming to you. And, you reassured me, okay, they're on the way and yeah. right on time. And the food was always hot. Right. Five stars. No, that's great. That, I mean, that's so nice to hear because, you know, um, we never, I never got to see, you know, I, we had talks and it was, I was going to try to come out on one of the, on one of the drop off trips um, out to see it. But I couldn't because things just were getting mm-hmm. more hectic. And I think at that time we were trying to transition out of doing exactly what we were doing mm-hmm. here because we realized that, you know, I mean, I had to go back to work and we all kind of had to go back to work. And and so it was difficult. It was really hard for us to um, to figure out what to do. Yeah. So, um, you know, we ended up getting in touch with a really great nonprofit who took it over but I think it was during that time when I was going to try to come down there and I never mm-hmm. I never got to make it but um that y'all were there for long enough and it was long enough until you know for a couple of weeks just to have that reassurance and you know they could get a meal you know and then still go out and help people yeah. so I thank y'all oh <laughs> on behalf of Southeast Texas because it was I mean that was I couldn't, we couldn't have done it without you. 
I mean, let's be honest. It was it was a team effort. It's always a team effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good team. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw it, but we, by the end of the by the end of the twelve. 13 days, whatever we'd done almost half a million meals, which was was crazy. But we knew in the middle of it that it was something that was important, especially Mm -hmm. the fact that we were able to activate so much of the restaurant and food community Mm -hmm. at a a moment's notice um, that we developed a document that is kind of an ongoing um, guide onto how to activate your restaurant community in time of a disaster, wow. what to do before, and then what to do like right at the right when this when a disaster hits, and then what to do in the long term um, when we're still kind of compiling stuff and working on it. And that was like, um, you know, I put we all put in our two cents, we all put in our thoughts into it, and mine was, you know, find <laughs> find a contact on the ground, you know, outside mm-hmm. of your community that can help. And you know, that was my Melissa. <laughs> um, and, you know, we were able to use that document and send it to Puerto Rico um, when Maria hit. Really? Well, we sent it to we sent it to uh, to Florida when mm-hmm. for Hurricane Irma. We sent it to, to Puerto Rico. We sent it to Napa. Um, the mayor of Yontville, I guess, in Napa yeah. during the fires uh-huh. got it. Um, and then we've been told that that people all around the world are using our document as like a, as a template for, um, for what to do. And it was, we think about it now and it's almost like common sense, like figure out who has all the reefer Mm -hmm. trucks, you know, who has cold storage that has a generator, things like that. Um, but it's stuff that you don't think about really that hard in advance. Well, we had never had anything. Not even close to it. Years, you know, so I mean, I think never in a million years would, my area have thought that we would be relying so heavily for supplies and Mm -hmm. food from Houston. It was crazy how you guys were just isolated, like cut off. Stranded, completely stranded. Completely stranded. I mean, I don't know if you saw pictures of I-10. Yeah. It looked like an ocean (laughs) and everyone thought it was, uh, you know, Photoshopped and. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, for, yeah, scary. It was really scary. I mean, um, I, wouldn't want to be in your position no. like that. You know, I felt like I was in a little island living in Montrose in downtown Houston, not being able to get around, get anywhere else. But, you know, that would be the scariest. We had one grocery store that opened and it was hours to get in and they were only letting in a few people at a That's time. That's right. I remember that. And so I was texting friends, do you have eggs from your chickens that I could, you know, just, I mean, you're thinking, Yeah. you know, it's going to be empty and what do I need? And, you know, you're like, I'm off the grid suddenly. Yeah. I need water and, you know, and so, um, and it, to an extent, like I still have my sandbags stored. Yeah. I mean, you feel a little bit like, scarred from it and you know I, know I need to keep these things so that if this happens again I'm a little bit better prepared yeah you know um that's the scariest thing I can think of is having something like this happen again like this year oh no I can't even you know think about that I mean yeah, there's people that aren't back in there I've got friends that barely had just got sheetrock up and don't have kitchen appliances yet or floors and just the thought and I don't think anyone even wants to vocalize it but just the thought of this happening this year um you would like to think that we're a little bit better prepared but we're still 
bruised from what happened and we don't have everything back to the way that it should be. And Yeah, that's the thing is that it hasn't even been that long of a time and mm-hmm. you're still you're still processing it all, I guess, mm-hmm. and still trying to rebuild, literally rebuild, yeah. you know? So, God, yeah. I think we learned a lot through yes, this process. Definitely. Um, I would hope that that if it ever happened again, God forbid, you know that that w- at least we know we'll be in contact. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> if anything kind of like this was ever to to you know to hit again, so yeah, yeah. we know what to do. I guess maybe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pulled it together quickly. I right. Mean, just within a matter of a couple of days. So, at least you know I have a peace of mind that, like you said, if it should ever happen again, let's say, not. <sighs> Uh, and I'm glad that that you doc y'all documented this and shared it with other areas because I don't yeah. think that not everyone could could just pull it together as quickly as y'all did and yeah. be so organized. So yeah, I think that um, that we knew we knew that that uh, a lasting um, piece of what we had put together was ne- was necessary, mm-hmm. I guess, um, and so. Providing that tool for any other community or making it, I mean, it's just an open source, making it open for anyone mm-hmm. to, to look at or to comment on or anything like that, um, you know, is, is really what's going to, what's going to save communities or what we yeah. think at least help communities in the oh, future. For sure. It's yeah. always in this ever evolving. I mean, yeah, there's never going to be another thing exactly like Harvey. Right. <laughs> Hope not. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least here. Um, but something similar could happen in somewhere else, and and that could be, you know, just a kind of a base for for starting. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. considering how big of a city Houston is, the resources are vast. Yeah. So you know, if you take an area that doesn't have near Puerto Rico, near what you guys have here, you know, they can take it and scale it down and tailor it and completely look at the bare necessities mm-hmm. and, you know, take it from there. So, and um, it really, and it's, and it, and it's, it sounds silly, but the number one thing in that document is putting together a team of competent people that are wanting to do, who are doers basically, right. who aren't going to, ask a bunch of questions or mm-hmm. try to be the boss or take over or anything, yeah. but just get it done. And, and, you know, we found that in the team that we had brought together here. I found that in you, um, because it wasn't, we weren't, you weren't asking questions, you know, we were just communicating, you know, like that we gotta, we gotta do it. Yeah. We gotta get it done. I knew that you were going to figure it out on your end. And I knew that you would as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, it, it was it was terrifying and mm-hmm. horrible and beautiful all at the, all same, at the same time. time. Yeah. Stories from the Storm is a project of the Houston Flood Museum in partnership with Houston Public Media and is supported by Houston Endowment. Visit HoustonFloodMuseum.org.